With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am your host, Melissa Fox, and we've got a star-studded lineup today of some very interesting and important topics, including the teacher shortage, the new apple a day, ooh, things you should know about Medicare and how to apply, and what else? I'll tell you what else. We're going to find about visual thinking. Yes, we're going to find out all about visual thinking. And we've got more. What else do we have? Oh, yeah. Weight loss. We're going to talk with a professional boxer and nutritionist. Uh-huh. So it sounds like I've got a pretty good show lined up. Let's see what happens. It is the Florida Roundtable. And I am here on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. By the way, you can get podcasts of the show. Just go to the iHeartRadio app and search Florida Roundtable. It's the Florida Roundtable, and if you've been paying attention, you know that there is a shortage of teachers. And teachers are kind of the most important thing because they teach everybody. Doctors, lawyers, yeah, other kids. It's it's crazy. So right now, from Kelly Education, we have Nicola Suarez, and she's going to tell us what's being done to try and get the teachers. Come on back, please. So welcome to the show, Nicola. How you doing? Hi. Thank you, Melissa, for having me. Good morning. Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you're listening, folks. But uh, I will tell you this much. We need teachers. Tell us what's going on, Nicola. Yeah. So, so Melissa, the question that you're asking is a really important one. And, you know, just, you know, like Florida, everywhere in the country right now is experiencing a major teacher shortage. And it doesn't matter what school, what district, they all are, are experiencing that. And, in fact, I would characterize it as a national crisis And there are many reasons. There's not one factor, but if I may, just kind of to give the audience a little perspective of what we're experiencing right now, you know, burnout is really high with teachers, and especially after coming out of the pandemic. But I will say that the teacher shortage was well underway years prior to the pandemic. Now, we've heard a lot about teacher salaries and, you know, the lack of equity compared to their industry counterparts. Teachers are definitely not paid enough. You know, teachers are not feeling safe in schools, you know, up until like 2021 as an example. You know, there were 34 active school shootings. Um, You know, when you think about, you know, different workplaces that don't necessarily experience that. And, of course, you know, one of the biggest contributing factors is really the total cost of a college education to become a teacher. And so, you know, the average debt of a student graduating from their, you know, undergraduate program is about $58,000. But what your audience may not know, one out of seven teachers uh, owe back about $105,000. So when we think about, you know, the average teacher salary, it's almost impossible over a lifetime of income to pay that back and, you know, own a house and, and so forth. And, of course, you know, contributing to all of that, we're now seeing a sharp, sharp decline of those students, um, you know, raising their hands to become teachers and, you know, being able to pursue an education degree. And, in fact, the latest decline is about 35%. So when you put all of that together, 
you know, you've got a perfect storm of factors and reasons that are contributing to this national teacher crisis. You know, I, I didn't notice you mentioned anything like standardized testing or having to teach tests or any of that stuff coming up in the teacher shortage. Do you think that that might be driving a little bit of the education problem, too? <laughs> yes, I mean, certainly, you know, we do see, we do hear a lot, you know, just in terms of that some of the teacher tests coming out of it might not, you know, necessarily be as, um, uh, I would say, inclusive or, you know, just in terms of being harder, you know, in terms of sort of leveling a playing field with our teacher candidates. So we do hear that as being a challenge. We're talking right now about the state of educators, not education, but those who teach in education. And there's a problem. We have a shortage. The business community seems to be really concerned how does it impact them, Nicola? Yeah, terrific question. So, you know, every year at Kelly Education, we do a major uh, body of work in terms of research around, you know, the, the national teacher educator crisis. This year, we decided to actually survey the business community. So across the country, we actually surveyed, including Florida, uh, 2,000 business leaders. So people like CEOs, CHRs, CFOs, mid-managers to get their thoughts uh, on uh, the issues around the teacher shortage and potentially impact and solutions. Um, what was interesting, 91% of them out of gate said that if we don't do something about this right now, within five years, we're going to have a workforce that's not going to be able to support business. So that's really alarming. The second area of concern, which I thought was interesting, was the impact to, to soft skills without having qualified or quality teachers in the classroom. So things like problem-solving abilities, conflict resolution, cognitive development, socialization, creativity, civic engagement. Those are critical skills to, to be able to interact in business in the business community today and to do it effectively. Agreed. So I thought that was interesting. And educators, we need you. You know, bring the solutions. A lot of business leaders agree that within five years, we're going to be in a big shortage if we don't turn this around. Nicola Suarez, thank you so much for joining us today from oh. Kelly Education. Thank you, Melissa, for having me. Take care. You too. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. More coming up. Stay right there. All right. Very good. You know, I consider myself sort of a visual thinker. You know, you see it in your mind's eye and you make it happen. Kind of interest, object visualizations. Well, Temple Grandin is on the line with us now, and she has a knack for design and problem solving. Um, I'm not very mathematically inclined myself, but I got to tell you, I'm in awe of our guest today. That would be, again, Temple Grandin, PhD. Welcome to the show. How are you? Uh, great to be here today. So tell us what your newest book is about, Temple. Well, my newest book is titled Visual Thinking, The Hidden Gifts of People Who Think in Pictures, Patterns, and Abstractions, and I discuss different kinds of thinking. I myself, I'm an object visualizer. Everything I think about, it's a picture. And then another kind of uh, visualization is more abstract pattern thinking, that's the visual spatial mathematical mind. So you have the mind that thinks in pictures and the mind that thinks in patterns. And then, of course, there's the people that think in words. And there's lots of people that are mixtures. And I found in my work with the uh, designing livestock equipment, um, I'm an object visualizer. I worked with machinery designers that maybe had taken a single welding class, and they were designing and patenting all kinds of equipment, even though they couldn't do algebra. 
And then you have the degreed engineers. You need them on the job, too, to make sure that the uh, electrical system is going to be right and the roof is not going to fall in. You really do need the different kinds of minds. Yeah, makes sense. You're the great scientist. You're an inventor. You're even an artist. I've seen a lot of your work. I've been fascinated with you for years because you have found a way to uh, work what you you know what what some would call a disability into a, a superhuman ability, basically. Well, I've done a lot of things in my career, and I want to find the kids that are different uh, and that might have a label uh, to have successful careers because actually, um. People that I worked with that built my projects, designed um, entire factories, about 20% of them were either autistic, dyslexic, or ADHD. And the thing that saved them was the hands-on classes in the schools, such as welding. And one of the worst things the schools did is taking out all the hands-on classes, cooking, sewing, woodworking, uh, music, theater, welding, auto shop. Agreed. Because there's a lot of kids that think differently where if they took auto shop, well, they'd be super good at fixing cars or designing industrial equipment. But if they don't get a chance to take those classes, they never can find out if, that they might be good at those things. Right. I agree. And again, ADHD, unmedicated for most of my life, but found a way to put skills of talking and the different ways that I observe things into a radio deal. And I used to talk about it on the Radio Temple, and I would get emails and phone calls from people who were listening with their child who had been diagnosed, labeled, as you put it. And they'd say, look at that. There's Melissa. And she's been able to turn what was an obnoxious, uh, you know, stimulation, overstimulation kind of a situation and be able to channel it into the radio. And, you know, I I hear from parents. They're so impressed. But with you, I mean, you just you you got a movie made about you and everything. How was it uh, having Claire Danes bring you to life on the film? She became me. She did a wonderful job. And the thing I really like about the HBO movie is that it shows how I think visually. It shows how the pictures pop into my imagination. And a lot of people have told me that helped them understand their kid. I, too, have a lot of parents coming up to me where the parent will figure out that he might be somewhat on the autism spectrum and maybe the parent's an engineer and their kid is on the autism spectrum. Now, the thing is, autism goes all the way from Einstein, who had no speech until age three, to Elon Musk to somebody who maybe can't dress themselves, but we need to be emphasizing developing the strengths. Expose a kid to many different things. I was exposed to musical instruments. That did not work very well for me. Another kid's going to take off and be playing the piano and might be the mathematics kid. Expose them to lots of different things. They'll get fixated on something. And I was fixated on drawing horse heads. That's all I drew. (laughs) And my mother would go, why don't we do the whole horse? She took that interest and expanded it so it wasn't as fixated. So she got me drawing lots of different things. So if the kid likes cars, let's read about cars. We can do math with cars. That's expanding that interest. And that expanding of that interest can help turn it into a career. Ah, See, this is what I'm talking about. Folks, this is Temple Grand, and she's with us today on the Florida Roundtable explaining visual thinking, which is a uh, new novel. You have a new book out there, and you've got a couple of things. You do so much. You're a best-selling author. Again, I have to say I'm kind of crushing a little bit here. Fangirl, I think they call it nowadays. But uh, you did so much with the humanity and the humane, uh, with the cows and, and all this. And the movie, you know, that I watched on you was just the tip of the iceberg. I went and read books and such, and I thought... 
There's so much to this gal. There's so much. And if other people could just learn, like you just said, to find those little talents, to throw as much in front of your child as possible and see what they hype turn into hyper-focus on. Like, I, I turned into reading. I, I read books and music. Okay. But math, I can't do the numbers. I, I can't see, see them. I couldn't do, I couldn't read until age eight. But then after my mother taught me with phonics, my reading just took off. So I'm a really good reader. And another thing that helped my career was writing. I started writing for our local farm magazine. Another thing that kids need to do is see doors to opportunity. There's a very important um, scene in the HBO movie where I walk up to the editor of our state farm magazine and I get his card because I knew if I wrote for that magazine, that would really help my career. And a lot of people don't see those doors to opportunity. They're all over the place. Hmm. And nowadays, of course, we have the Internet. I mean, if someone if a child could funnel that into a blog or just post or just some sort of a diary. Yeah, they can take it anywhere. And I agree with everything you say with regards to uh, and we have to encourage our kids. We have to develop these talents and skills just because people think, uh, you know, oh, that person is different. Well, guess what? We're all different. We all have quirks and we have to find a way to tap into those quirks and make it work and you've done that i've done that we know a lot of people yeah go ahead well the other thing i'm concerned about is we're screening out skills we really need because i went to a in 1999 before covid shut everything down i went to a poultry processing plant brand new one two pork processing plants and the steve jobs theater and i was shocked to learn that in the poultry processing plant the equipment had all been imported from holland Mm. you see and that goes back to a taking out the shop classes 20 years ago. We are paying for that. The the glass walls on the Apple Mothership Building are from Italy and Germany. You see, that's because in those countries, they don't, um, you know, kind of look down on the skilled trades. We also no longer make the -the state-of-the-art electronic chip-making machine. It's from Holland. These are things I all talk about in the book. And... And I'm very concerned about skill loss. We've got infrastructure falling apart, waterworks that are breaking, you know, wires falling off of electric towers. And you need maybe the kids with my kind of mind to keep that stuff working and to invent new things. Exactly. It's int- visual thinking is so important because it helps to uh, predict problems. Like I create scenarios in my head and play it out a million different ways, you know, and, and, and that's one of those little skills that is so important, like you said, to the infrastructure, to the roads. We have to have these people who think out of the box. I hate those kind of phrases. But this book that Temple Grandin has coming out is a wake-up call, okay? We need to get these skills back into education. We need more blue-collar. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to find a plumber nowadays, you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, I worked with people that barely graduated from high school that were designing big, complicated things. And the visual thinking is a different kind of intelligence. It really annoys me when someone says, well, we put the stupid, used to put stupid kids in shop. Uh. It's a totally different kinds of intelligence. And I spent enough time out on these huge construction projects to see that intelligence in action. And this is also discussed in my new book, Visual Thinking, which is now available in bookshops and online. Oh, perfect. I love it. You, you've learned, learned how to pitch yourself, too. Little marketing skills never hurt anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So tell me a little bit about yourself when it comes to all these interviews and things. How, how do you like to, how do you prepare? 
Well, I make an outline. In fact, I've got an outline sitting in front of me of some of the talking points. Mm-hmm. And when I do talks in public, I usually have PowerPoint presentations and the slides cue me about different things to talk about. I don't just get up there and read the slides because that's terrible. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I have lots of good pictures. Oh, all right. Well, how long did it take you to write this book, Temple? Well, it was the big COVID project, and it also was an example of collaboration between a visual thinker like me and Betsy Lerner, totally verbal. Betsy's a complete word thinker. She thinks very differently than me, but I'd write the rough drafts, and they'd be kind of disorganized and associational, and Betsy would smooth everything out. We were a perfect team of an object visualizer working together with a very verbal literary person. You see, and when the different kinds of minds can work together, you can really get good things done. And let's go back to the food processing plant. My kind of mind, you can't do higher math, it designs what all the clever equipment, clever mechanical equipment needed for food processing. And then the university-trained engineer will do the uh, wind loads on the roofs, boilers, refrigeration, um, the, all the parts of the plant that require the more mathematical mind. And where we lost it is in, in the clever engineering department. And the kids that I'll be building this stuff are playing video games in the basement, and they're not getting fabulous video game industry jobs. They're not getting fabulous computer industry jobs, and we need them because we've got infrastructure falling apart. Um, I've been on some rather dicey elevators lately Yeah, that were skipping floors because they weren't serviced. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and then, again, people look down on these jobs. They've taken most of the curriculum out of the schools that would, you know, find an outlet for some of these different thinkers that we have. You know, I mean, I'm a stream of consciousness. Yeah, we need them. I'm stream of consciousness. we need these thinkers. And we do. You're right. We need people who just all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I've got the solution. And it just it's right there and we need it. So what are we going to do, Temple? Let's let's go. Let's let's figure out some well, way. What I'd be doing is putting putting all the hands on classes back into the schools like we had in the 50s. That's what I'd be doing because we've got a very serious problem with skill loss. I, I, I'm very conscious of infrastructure that's falling apart. I stayed in a hotel shortly for covid Major city, the water pipes broke. We had brown crud coming Ooh. out of the faucets in this very fancy hotel. And uh, we had a big conference there, and we almost had to rent porta potties for our conference. Oh, my God. They got it back on, so we had brown junk in the water. Oh. And that was a major water system in a major city failing because uh, they didn't maintain anything. Oh, goodness. Visual thinking, the hidden gifts of people who think in pictures, patterns, and abstractions. It has been released. New York Times bestselling author, autism activist, and scientist. And I'm fan crushing again. But Temple Grandin, thank you so much for sharing everything that we've talked about with us. It's been a, it's been a wonderful time. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much for having me on the program. You keep doing what you're doing, darling. And we appreciate you. I will. Thank you. Temple Grand, and I hope I didn't crush too much there, but I'm in awe of some of these guests. You know how it goes. This is the Florida Roundtable. Stay tuned. We've got more show coming up next on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Did you know that four out of five black American women are overweight 
or even obese. And obesity is a very perilous condition and it puts black women's health at risk and it has the potential to cause or worsen other medical problems. We're talking heart attacks, stroke, diabetes, cancer, and more. Helping us out fighting obesity among black women, Kalia Ali. She's a healthcare advocate and she's my guest. Hi, welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so thrilled to participate. Well, I'm glad to get this topic out here because it's very important. And I, I honestly, I've noticed it, but could you explain how the black community is disproportionately affected by obesity? So beyond health conditions, there are socioeconomic issues and cultural issues that have resulted in the black community being 76% of all black adults uh, being either overweight or obese. Um, you know, we're all probably far too familiar with food deserts and the inequities of being able to equally access healthy food. Um, you know, most notably during COVID, COVID certainly impacted everyone across this world, but disproportionately affected the black community. Comorbidities are real. And in these numbers, like comorbidities, things like heart disease and other cardiac issues, high blood pressure and diabetes, again, disproportionately affecting black America, again, for socioeconomic and some of them are cultural issues. One of the things that we talked about during our roundtable was, uh, and with four incredibly powerful women, just simple things, recipes. And, and this, and by the way, this is a very broad conversation. We're choosing to focus on this one population that obviously relates to me, but this is not to reduce from the importance that obesity affects everybody and everybody matters in this fight. But, you know, I'm so thrilled to team up with Ethicon and the Family Physicians, um, I'm sorry, the Academy of Family Physicians, um, and emphasize these numbers that are disproportionate. We are talking with Kalia Ali. You might have recognized the name, but you have a book out there, Fighting Weight, where you have been all over the place, basically like a yo-yo from a size 8 to size 24, back again. You know, I've been battling this since nine years old. I was on the Today Show for the first time, and anybody listening, let's set aside our backgrounds, anybody listening knows that this is not 
uh, a sprint. It's a marathon. I'm going to be fighting this for life. Now, for me, the right decision was bariatric surgery. I'm unapologetically thrilled about that. I can't say that's right for everyone. And that helps with the yo-yo syndrome. And you picked up on a very key word. You know, for a lot of us, sometimes we're winning, sometimes we're losing. But for me, and the one thing this campaign talks about is you have to keep fighting looking into resources like the ones we're able to provide you with at www.familydoctor.org slash healthy weight, or you can use your social media at hashtag fight to flourish and find yourself a part of our narrative. But it's all about taking that first step forward, setting aside the guilt, in some cases, setting aside the fear. For me, I was terrified of getting surgery, and I'm a revisional patient, so I had to do it more than once. Um, and taking that first step forward, but being committed to fighting and joining communities like ours. I'm so thrilled to partner with Ethicon and the American Academy of Family Physicians um, to help centralize all of our voices through the stories of what happens to be four black women at a table. But, you know, they're talking about things that we can all identify with. Oh, agree. But it's about taking that first step and, put, and, and putting those gloves on and, and fighting. <laughs> yeah, we'll go around a couple of rounds after this because, you know, um, she's like a boxer. You're, you know, you're, <laughs> oh, you're feeling tough. tough. You're feeling tough. You want to fight me? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm little a chippy. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay. So you're only going to get a hug. Oh, I, you know what? <laughs> but I, when it comes to weight, I fight back hard. That's my girl. There it is. So uh, October is Health Literacy Month. So why is improving health? literacy is so important to lowering the rates of obesity in any community, but especially the black community? Well, here's the deal. Um, and I, I love the way that you let in with the numbers because they really speak. This is an epidemic. You know, um, this is an ugly disease that reaches back and is now even claiming our children. Some of these nasty comorbidities are now in the pediatric vernacular. Wow. You know, so this is a community effort um, that we all have to pull along and 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 save ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, everyone is responsible at a certain point. I blame the food, fast food industry, for keeping you know the garbage at a low price, so it's more convenient. Even though it's killing our kids and our adults, you know, they could do something. But they could offer salads for a dollar instead of having a junk menu with a bunch of bread and chemicals. You know, again, I, I'm, it, it's, it's a fight, and we're going to have to be smart. We're going to have to think about strategies. And, you know, this is not a cookie-cutter thing. You know, when we talk about weight, we have to look at each person as an individual uniquely and see what our own set of battles are. You know, maybe for others it's resisting poor choices. Maybe for some it's about moving a little more. And let's be very clear on the surgical end, too. As you said, you've got to be accountable. There's no such thing as out operating a poor diet. So surgery is not an easy way out, but it's a very, very powerful tool to help you forward. And that's what it's about because, to your point, there are a lot of distractions in this world and a lot of shortcuts. Um, and in the case of socioeconomics, foods that are we consider cheaper or more accessible um, that that are making a contribution to what we're here to fight today right. in a negative way. Right. So, you know, please join us and come visit us at the website because you're going to hear these women talk about the substitutes, you know, that they make in their diet or the concessions they have to make to get an extra 20 minutes in of walking because, like most Americans, we're out here working hard every day, and at the end of the day, taking a walk and eating healthy may not be the first thing on your mind. 
but you join a community where you're inspired and you get the tips and tools you need to keep fighting, you know, um, is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, people say misery loves company. Well, I'll tell you what. Confidence loves company, too, and it comes along with it. You know, you get a group of like-minded together. Everybody's on the same page. The goals might be slightly different, but you're working together. There's teamwork. There's somebody else who's on the same trail, you know. makes a big difference. And you know that, you know, again, there's so much guilt and pain associated with obesity. You know, especially after COVID, so many of us were trapped in our houses and emerged uh, unlike ourselves. (laughs) You know, there's so many reasons. Some people suffer from great injury and or accidents, or they're like me. Obesity is a part of their family fabric and a fight since childhood. Um, You know, but it's it's having that moment where, you know, you can look yourself in the eyes and you really, it starts with self-love. And that's where my father um, comes in because he taught me that no matter what. And I think that um, it's a privilege that I have because I had such an awesome, amazing father instill that in me, that in my darkest hours, I was still able to connect um, to some degree of self-love and take that step forward for myself. Yeah, your dad. I'm so happy to share that journey. Your dad, Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, I mean, he just exuded confidence. Even if he didn't have it, it was out there, and it sure looked to everybody else like he, you know, there was no one going to take him down. I'm so glad that he shared that with you as well, and that it wasn't just something that he kept to himself. Um, Hey, a quick question, though, and you can, you know, if you want to answer it or not. um, I understand that Lizzo, the the, um, singer, she gets a lot of complaints and and harassment because she embraces the body beautiful. What do you what do you say in response to people who give her crap? Uh, First of all, I'm a huge fan and supporter. Um, Just went to her concert in Philadelphia and was in awe of her resilience and her beauty and her ability to feel comfortable in her skin. Um, You know, and again, I'm going to go back to this isn't cookie cutter. Everyone has to define what is healthy and happy for them. But the first step in that journey is learning to love and accept yourself. You're not going to get anywhere if you're beating yourself up And, you know, you're joining what I like to call as one of the last great prejudices in society, fat shaming. So in that one regard, um, I think that she is a very positive source of energy and self-acceptance and light. And regardless of whatever path you choose, uh, that is where we start. So in the spirit of starting powerfully, I wholly embrace uh, her positioning. And, and her stance. And respectfully, yeah, I'm sure where we'd have to agree to disagree, lovingly agree to disagree. Right. I, I mean, again, I have no problem with her being proud of who she is and her body. But I think the body shaming is a horrible thing. But I do, bringing us back around, think that we really need to get on board and educate our women a little bit more, especially in the black community, because we want you guys to live longer and be healthy, and, and the way to do it is just like Kayla's saying here, is just start. Just do make one step, and then the next step is going to come. Where can we go get more information? So please do. Please join us. Join us at www.familydoctor.org slash healthyweight. Additionally, you can go to hashtag fight to flourish on social media, and please don't be shy. 
join the conversation. We want to hear your voice. And again, this is not an isolated conversation. This is open to everyone. I agree. And I'm going to take you up on that hug. Kalia Ali, thank you so much for being an advocate and a great person. Thank you. It's a new thing, an apple a day. Wait, no, that's not new, but there is a new apple a day. There is, and I've got a health and nutrition expert on the line to explain green and plant-based supplements. It'll help you navigate your fall and your winter because cold and flu season's right around the corner. So we're going to learn how to do uh, daily supplements. We're going to use them and how they can boost our health and living. So let's just introduce Mia Sin. Hi, Mia. How you doing? Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm glad to have you because I want to talk about some substitutes and some things to do with the plant-based diet. A lot of our listeners are, well, frankly, they can't afford meat anymore. So they're trying to figure out how they can do nutrition and be healthy and happy and find other ways, other substitutes in order to, uh, you know, be healthy. So what do you got for us? Absolutely. Yes, you know, plant-based diets and supplements are becoming increasingly popular, especially as people become more intentional about what they're putting in their bodies. And also it's more environmentally friendly and can cost significantly less than meat and animal products like you had mentioned. Um, But plant-based supplements, they can be a convenient way to support things like your immune health, stress levels, and even your skincare routine. Um, You can get some great ones at the vitamin shop. So one of my favorites is Cooley Cooley's Super Gummies. These are super delicious. They're a great way to get your daily dose of superfood ingredients. They come in three amazing flavors. Each two-gummy serving contains over 400 milligrams of superfood ingredients such as turmeric and moringa. These are superfood ingredients that research suggests may support things like weight management, blood sugar regulation. Um, So this is a great option for those that are kind of wanting to dabble in the plant-based supplement space. Mm, I like that. You just mentioned a little bit of skin care. So tell me about a new routine I should be using for my skin. Yeah, so green and plant-based beauty supplements are definitely having their moment right now. I like to think of it as beauty from the inside out. And some studies even suggest that certain vitamins and supplements may have an even more noticeable effect on skin compared to topically applied products, which is pretty exciting. One that's really taking over social media is sea moss. And I really like the sea moss superfood powder from Atlantic Naturals. It's packed with 92 vitamins and minerals as well as collagen, which studies suggest can help improve skin appearance and elasticity. It's super delicious. You can mix it into water or a smoothie. And it also includes ashwagandha, beetroot, and maca. So it's beneficial for mood support, energy levels, brain health. Another great option is from the Vitamin Shop brand, and that's their liquid chlorophyll supplement. And that supports immunity and healthy skin, and it even acts as an internal deodorizer. Ah, believe it or not, Floridians listening to the Florida Roundtable, autumn is 
just around the corner. And cold and flu season are coming with it, right behind it. So it's a perfect time for our nutrition expert, Mia Sin. She's helping us out right now to to, uh, find the best of the best, if you will, from your lips, trick and tricks and tips and treats and all kinds of wonderful stuff. So let's talk about our immune system. What kind of supplements and such can support a good immune health during the cold and flu season? Yeah, so, you know, health professionals, they predicted that this may be an especially severe flu season. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to keep our immune system healthy, not only now, but year-round. And there are different lifestyle things you can do to support your immune health, eating nutritious foods, getting enough sleep, exercising. These are great ways to support your immune health. Supplements can also give you a leg up. They can help ensure that you're getting those vitamins and minerals that your body needs. I really like this super green smoothie mix from your super. You can add it to your morning smoothie. It's packed with six powerful superfood ingredients like wheatgrass and spirulina, and it's designed to support immunity and overall health. And then there's also the Smarter Greens Digestion Powder from Force Factor, and that provides essential vitamins, minerals, and fiber from more than 40 fruits, vegetables, and superfood ingredients. So it's a great daily option to help you feel your best. Uh-huh. Now, you mentioned something a little earlier about some stuff, natural supplements that can help manage stress. Please reiterate that because I am one stressed out gal. Oh. <laughs> yes, this is a stressful time of year, especially as we head into the holiday season. And I'm a huge fan of ashwagandha. So um, ashwagandha is an ancient herb. It's been used for centuries to promote relaxation and help the body adapt to stress by naturally reducing cortisol levels. And there's a great option called plant ashwagandha. It's Certified non-GMO comes in vegetarian capsules, and they make wellness solutions that are made with whole food ingredients that nourish your body and respect the planet, and that's available at the vitamin shop. In fact, everything I mentioned today, all these plant-based supplements are 25% off right now. Oh, do we have to mention anything? Like you heard it on the round table, or just go ahead and take care of it. Everybody gets it. You get 25% off, and you get 25% off. (laughs) Okay, I like it. It's a great deal. <laughs> it is. Um, where do we go? What's the website? Yes, you can visit vitaminshop.com or visit the Vitamin Shop store near you. And if you're interested in learning more about plant-based diets and recipes, you can pre-order my new book, which is called Mostly Plant-Based, and that's available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Fantastic. Mia Sin, MSRDN, and a nationally recognized nutrition expert and founder of Nutrition by Mia. Well, that makes sense. It wouldn't be Nutrition by Sarah because her name is Mia. Wow. It's all coming together for me. I hope you guys learned something I did. Thank you so much, Mia Sin, for joining us today and helping us lead a healthier plant-based life. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. As the next Medicare enrollment period approaches, seniors face a wave of new challenges, including crushing inflation, higher cost of living, and impending Medicare changes from the Inflation Reduction Act. Joining us today to discuss is author and Medicare expert from Chapter, Ari Parker. Hi, Ari. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So what are some of the costliest mistakes seniors make when choosing a Medicare plan? The costliest mistake I see people make year in and year out is that they don't shop all plans. The Medicare annual enrollment period is just a couple weeks away. It begins October 15th, 
And this is your opportunity to shop across all your Medicare options for 2023. What people may not realize is that there are hundreds of insurance companies offering thousands of plans, and there's big differences across each of these plans. When you're not on the right Medicare coverage, it'll cost you a fortune and your health can suffer. I know this firsthand. My dad's health went downhill as a result of his Medicare decisions. That's why I started a company. The company's name is Chapter, and we've helped thousands of seniors avoid costly Medicare mistakes. I then took these experiences and I wrote a short book titled, It's Not That Complicated. You can find it on Amazon and it'll help you navigate changes to Medicare. Now, the new Inflation Reduction Act, um, can you discuss the impact that's gonna have on Medicare? The Inflation Reduction Act is going to have a huge effect on Medicare, specifically Medicare Part D, but the big changes won't go into effect until 2025. The big changes are still two years away. So what that means for this year and for next year is that there's lots of savings to capture. And not all prescriptions are covered equally across plans. Don't just assume that because you were on a plan last year, it'll operate the same way next year. The prescription name matters. For example, whether it's a brand name or a generic, the dosage, the frequency, even the pharmacy you go to. And I could keep going here. At Chapter, we help you shop across all your plan options. And we typically save our members $1,100 per year just by reviewing their prescriptions and making sure that they're on the optimal coverage. What are some of the common misconceptions that people have when it comes to Medicare? Great question. The, the biggest misconception is that your broker, that is your insurance agent, has your best interests at heart. Your insurance agent probably doesn't have access to every single Medicare plan that's available to you. Most brokers say that they have access to many plans, but what they mean by many is just a handful. You know that there's hundreds of health insurance companies offering thousands of plans, and you wouldn't go to just one car dealership to determine the price of a car. So don't leave a decision as important as your health care to a broker who doesn't search every plan that's available to you. And how can seniors really best navigate these health care decisions? Do you have any resources or advice for them? I do. The first is to read my book. It's not that complicated. You can find it on Amazon, or you can head to our website, askchapter.org slash Ari. And there, it'll help you review your Medicare options for 2023. And again, it's a short read. And finally, where can we go for more information um, and to get started on this? Yeah, two great resources here. The first is our website, askchapter.org slash Ari. That's where you can download a free Medicare decision sheet, and it'll help you review your coverage options for next year. The second is to call our team directly and get one-on-one -on -one help with your Medicare. There's no charge to work with us. It's 100% free to you. And if you have a pen handy, our number is 888-802-1674. Great. Lots of great information for our viewers. Thank you so much, Ari Parker. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at FNNonline.net.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.